Welcome to Wedding and Event Podcast. Frank podcast discussions for event professionals and those planning successful events. With wedding and special event consultant, Toby Dodge of Connect.Wedding. And Eric Zimmerman, pianist, DJ, and master of ceremonies of ElegantMusic.com. Hello, everyone. The title of this episode is Planning Wedding Ceremony Music and Coordinating a Wedding Ceremony. A wedding ceremony can be one of the most beautiful parts of a wedding celebration. In this episode, Toby and I discuss the factors that might cause a wedding ceremony program to change on the day of the wedding and how an experienced wedding coordinator can tighten the reins and bring the wedding ceremony processionals under control and ultimately help the pacing of the wedding ceremony to allow a beautiful and meaningful moment to naturally occur. And now, please enjoy Planning Wedding Ceremony Music and Coordinating a Wedding Ceremony. What's our official name? Well, Wedding and Event Podcast. Okay, that's what I thought. (laughs) I could have missed something, you know. (laughs) It's... You know, I guess it's not a very romantic name. You know. Well, that's okay. I mean, it tells you what it is. It tells you what it is. It's, yes. You know, if you want to talk about weddings and events, you know. And, um, actually, uh, Clint and JP, it's wedding ceremony broadcast. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, that's all it is. So it's very simple. They there- talk about anything to do with wedding ceremonies. That's right. And by it's, the way, I, I ran into uh, JP. Yes. At at uh, the oh, what was that? The is it called the the montage in in Beverly Hills? No, okay, not the montage. Oh. I'm sorry, the one in um, Laguna. Laguna. It, what's yeah, that called? There is a montage. It's it, it's. I'm sorry. It's the Monarch Bay Resort. Oh, Monarch Bay. That's that's okay. what it was. Monarch Bay. That's a lovely place. Yes, it is. Yeah, I've got some great photographs from there. And, um, but yeah, he did the ceremony, and it was really neat to see a pro work. It was really. Isn't he wonderful? He's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And Clint does a lovely job too. Oh, I've, I've, I've yeah. since the beginning. You've worked with him, haven't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Very interesting. Now, this would be interesting to talk about. From your vantage point, because you do an awful lot of, uh, mostly, I would, I imagine, live classical music for ceremonies versus Mm -hmm. doing it with pre-recorded music using your DJ equipment. Right. Okay. So I know that Clint and JP are very good about talking to the musicians before the ceremony. Uh-huh. Okay. What would you say are the top three or four things that you need from either a coordinator or from an officiate in order to make sure that you're going to be, the music's going to come in on time and end on time as far as the action goes, what are the things that you normally want to check with them about? 
on the actual day? Yes. Well, that what we've worked out with the bride, you see, you see, uh, from the beginning in wor- working with a bride, we'll s- sketch out. We'll start with a sketch that we we have a an estimate or a prediction of what the time frame will be. Mm-hmm. And prelude music as guests arrive about thirty minutes, you know, mm-hmm. and then the ceremony about twenty minutes, thirty minutes there. Mm-hmm. And then we break and move to the cocktail hour and, and play there. So that's pretty standard. It's a two-hour block of time for wedding ceremony and cocktail hour. Everybody knows that. Yeah. So just so that the bride can get the ideas out of her head and start looking at a piece of paper, mm. you know, and it's a piece of paper she can show others. Uh-huh. That... I'll we'll sketch everything out like how many bridesmaids are there and then usually she knows that question and I say oh no okay now you and your dad will come out yes and we so we sketch that out and now before the bridesmaids come out how will the officiant come out how will the groom come out are the bridesmaids coming in with the groomsmen or are they going to be separate how, mm-hmm. how are we going to do that so so when we start to talk about all this very significant stuff it's nice to have a a sketch in front of you. Mm-hmm. And so what I do is I, I keep track of what we talk about, and then I send the bride the, the sketch. And and then she's able to go, oh, you know, it's kind of like the, the heavens open up. And this is yeah. something that you and I mm-hmm. eat, eat for breakfast, and we always know, but this is a new yeah. experience for her. Sure. So that's that's the, 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 the genesis of it. That's the start of it. Mm-hmm. And then what I encourage her to do is to, well, all right, now this makes sense to us. Let's bounce this off of your wedding coordinator. Let's mm-hmm. bounce this off of the location manager or whoever is helping you yeah. with this. Let's bounce it off of your efficient yeah. uh, all ahead of time. And then every once in a while, there'll be a, um, a rehearsal and then they find out something that, well, it's got to change or something else has to happen. Yeah. Or, or the... Flower girls that we decided would be there are really too young to walk down, and so we're going to X the flower girls. <laughs> something, yeah. something might happen like that. Yeah, but yeah. but yeah. So those, and so I would like to be contacted about that, you know, and and to just make that correction too. So yeah, before the day of, I would like to have these conversations and to just have it so that when we when we walk out. Onto the playing field with the audience <laughs> cheering us on, <laughs> that we're very certain about what our next play is or what our next yeah. move is. Well, I know from um, uh, from experience that you can have the plans written down. Everybody, like you say, knows what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. You have the rehearsal, and just like you said, well. The girls may not, the little flower girls may not make it down. That's a, that's a game day decision, right? you know, right. or uh, sometimes you have a little surprise and someone says, oh, we're, we're planning to have um, our programs include a reading and it's going to be a responsive reading mm-hmm. when, you know. It wasn't supposed to. Not that that would necessarily impact you personally as a musician. But the thing that I think is really important 
especially for musicians, that the sight line of the wedding party walking down, that you have to be positioned in a way that you can see what's going on is ideal. Absolutely. You know, once in a while, you, you, there's no choice. Sometimes you have to be hidden just because of the terrain or, you know, the level of, of a um, area may not be on one plane and therefore you don't see their, and only see their heads <laughs> instead mm -hmm. of their full bodies or something. And that's the kind of stuff that I've talked to a lot of musicians over the years and I would say, would you like me to give you one finger up for the first song and when the second song starts, two fingers and when the bride comes down, three and when it's time to uh, for the bride and groom to come back, usually we go over that final cue. Is it the officiant going to say something as an introduction and then you start playing? Um, or, you know, is there something else that's going to happen after the pronouncement, like breaking a glass or, you know, doing something else, birds coming or <laughs> whatever, you know? Uh -huh. Because have you ever seen yourself in a situation where there were birds or something else happened and that was a surprise to you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and it was funny. We were, in fact, when we were there at the, um, at the Monarch, the, um, the coordinator had failed to tell us that there would be a, a sand ceremony. Oh. And Sheila observed the setup. You know, and she, yeah. she observed it and she went, you know what? There's going to be a sand ceremony. It's nowhere in our program, you know, but, oh boy. but there it is, you know. Yeah. And so, so she was smart enough to, to, to observe it. And then we pulled up another piece and we, and we played a piece during that, during that time. Now, when something like that happens, do you assume that they would want background music or, or do you check with, either the officiant or the bride? Well, if we have time or to check. the coordinator. <laughs> yeah, if, if we have time to check, absolutely. But, but right there on the spot, yeah. when, there, when there isn't yeah. uh, that moment. Um, and and it, what was fortunate was that the coordinator did come over just, just before the wedding ceremony. And so Sheila did check with them. And, and she said, you know, yeah, yeah, that's what you do. I said, oh, yeah. be good. Um, well, that's um, wonderful that you guys observe that. So. She, she's really smart on that, and she's just yeah. that. And like and like Catholic ceremonies, she knows when yes. the, you know when everything happens, and yeah. and that's that's really important um, to get that right. Yeah. Uh, it, but it so so I would I w one of the things that I that I like about an experienced coordinator is that there are the, um, the processionals and that there's, um, there's a pacing of these people as they come out and that it gives a chance for the music to, to breathe. Mm -hmm. 
and then the there's a pause between the in the action, so to speak, when the uh, the next group is being queued up, and then again, you know, uh, there's a nice um, space between each of the people. It's not a big cattle call of everybody nervously coming down all at one time. And then like we have two or three pieces that we yeah. want to play and then we can't We because yeah. the, the bride's already behind the last groomsman, you know, or, or something <laughs> like this. And he said, no, no. Yeah. So, um, I think that there is a certain art artistic, um, uh, an eye for presentation. I'll say. Yeah. And like you started to say, there's a rhythm that that I feel is important. Um, and I think you have to pay attention to the music, too. In other words, the, the pacing of the music itself, um, if it's a very upbeat song, then you don't like to see people walking down like it's a dirge <laughs> yeah well, we we don't encourage lockstep you know, yeah, I know. Um, uh, any <laughs> anymore um but you know uh, one of the things we tell couples is that you don't have to time your walk to the music we're exactly. timing the music to your walk yeah. And so you don't have to just just enjoy the moment. And, and exactly. And, and, you know, there there was this uh, I keep keep thinking about this, this uh, ABC event, Association of Bridal Consultants event, when um, when we played uh, behind a fashion show mm. um, and um, and it was at the Ebel and it was okay. a fashion fashion show there. And so I had my quintet perform. And when we were rehearsing it, uh, the girls came down the stairs, the back stairs, yes. and then up. And it's that beautiful wood chamber, you know, two two stories of uh, floors. Oh yeah, of, it's their it, lounge room. Oh, it's 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 great. Isn't it magnificent? Oh, it's just magnificent. And uh, and then they went up the other stairs. So and mm. then they went out. Then they wound up on the balcony on the other side. Yeah. And and so I was timing it. I actually walked it as if I was a runway model <laughs> and, it was, and it was it was exciting to do that you know it was and i timed it you know and it came down to like almost like a minute and a and 15 seconds or something to, to do the whole yeah the whole thing and that there were like seven bridesmaids or there were seven dresses or there was some kind of thing and so i had i had all this music that was stacked up in the in the music stand just ready to go for this and it came out exactly like I had walked it. And, oh my gosh. and in the and in the rehearsal, I told I told the models, I said, just take your time and own it. Just own the moment. And that you are the center of the universe, and you are just presenting yeah. that center of the universe right on down the yeah. the aisle and right on down the line. And it was absolutely beautiful. Um so, so I, I would hope that, you know, other coordinators and, and other, um, even church coordinators and, and mm -hmm. uh, people who are day of and this type of thing, that they would um, appreciate mm -hmm. just how tender of a moment that is, the wedding ceremony, and, uh, and milk it. You know, let's, let's yeah. really <laughs> make it... <laughs> uh, for well, all the beauty you know, I, I, I can appreciate that. Uh, you know, um, I think 
when things get very hot in the summer and there are certain conditions that I think sometimes influence, you know, how, how things are presented. Mm. Uh, I can remember a few times when someone was delayed for whatever reason and uh, we kind of had to go a little faster than we normally would have hmm. because uh, the musicians were about to leave <laughs> because they were only hired for the ceremony. Right. You know, or they, or they, they, they had to take a break, you know, after a certain amount of time and, and then reposition themselves uh, there's all kinds of reasons why sometimes the timing goes a little askew. Let's put mm-hmm, it that mm-hmm. way. But yeah, that happened know. on Saturday, actually. Really? What yeah. Happened? Well, it, it, the the father of the bride and then the ring bearer. Now I don't know if the if the, if the little ring bearer had the ring, mm-hmm. but um, there was this very long delay um and the um and nobody came up to us and said there's a delay and so we just kept oh. we just kept playing and then people yeah. would the, the doors closed and we thought in the back and we think okay it's going to open any minute and then and then somebody opened up the door and walked in and so we started to play and <gasps> it was the wrong guy and oh, oh and then somebody else came out and 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 gave us a cue but then they disappeared for a long time we never got a cue after that Oh my gosh! And, and it was just this. It could have been a lot better. It, yeah. it, it, it could have been a lot better, and um, and it's hard because some you know in your heart that if there's somebody who's a good communicator and has an assistant or someone that they can communicate with to make sure you know what's going on. That's really all you want to know. Right. In right. other words, if they were, had been able to tell you, look, this has been delayed, uh, you know, when you see me, <laughs> like I do with the one finger, <laughs> the two, then you know it's time to start. You don't see the finger, <laughs> nothing's happening. So I'm just saying, you know, I think people get flustered. Oh, they yeah. get, oh, yeah. you know, something's going on that just really makes it hard on them to to do that. And it there is a domino effect um, because you don't want to appear foolish or out of place, hmm. you know, in in the program. And I can see where it could be. A, you know, a, a real problem uh, if you don't get off. It's the funniest thing. So many people have said this to me, and I don't know if they've said it to you. Once the ceremony is over, there's this big sigh of relief. Absolutely. We all feel it. And it's so funny because there's another five hours, <laughs> you know, to an event. Right. But we all feel the same way. And it's, I guess, a culmination of all the preparation 
and making sure that truly the most important part of the event is their celebration of getting married. Right. I mean, they may have more fun along the way later on, but the significance of why we're there is at that moment. And I know I've talked to a lot of other people in the business, and that's what they say. It's like, okay, we did it. Now, (laughs) Now it's... And not in a negative way. It's downhill from you know yeah, from there. Yeah, yeah, it's it's easy. We're going to because cost it kind. Of, and the funny part of it is, I know I keep saying this because it's unpredictable. I mean, we can say we know what the first song is. We know, you know, they're supposed to dance after that, and the wedding party if they choose to join or not join. You know, whatever the the program is. But how often? Have we worked together? And by God, the father decides to go to the bathroom 10 seconds before he's supposed to talk. Or <laughs> you look around and say, where did he go? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, some, some people need more control or some groups, some groups need more control than others. Um, I know. And yeah, for, for instance, I'm working with this bride right now. Um, and there's 220 people at the, um, at the, at the, the wedding and they're planning on having a receiving line after the, right after the wedding ceremony. And I'm thinking, um, well, actually I told her that I would be speaking with you. And, and so how, how much time do you think we should allow for that 220 people to uh, make it through a, a receiving line on their, oh, way in, on their way into the cocktail hour? Into the cocktail hour? Are they yeah. going to? Okay. Wow. Here's the rule of thumb. Mm-hmm. 20 minutes per 100 people. 20 minutes per 100 people. Per 100 people. Damn. And, <laughs> but, but here's a caveat. That means that you're not standing and talking. <laughs> That's right. It means you introduce your... You wave uh, at them? Yeah, they, well, it, depending on how many people they want in the receiving line. Now, the minimum would be the, the bride, bride and groom. groom. Right. And sometimes they'll have their parents on either side of them usually the host whoever is the host of the wedding would be the first person the couple and then Mm -hmm. the bride and groom and then the other parents sometimes you have both sets of parents and then the bride and groom it just depends on your custom but what i'm really saying to you is that if you have a lot of people that need to go through a formal receiving line Mm -hmm. you try and keep your people in the receiving line to a minimum and because today there are a lot of blended families and you could have four sets of parents Mm -hmm. i mean it could happen Mm -hmm. so sometimes you dispense with the best man and and maid of honor because of that and right. 
the maid of honor and best man will be introduced anyway for their toast normally. Absolutely. So there's Absolutely. a way to, you know, to remedy that. But it's something you have to think about how many people are going to be in that line. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it truly is meant to be traditionally a way for you to introduce your new spouse to people that you know that right. they don't know and vice versa. But it's honestly not a time for long conversations. Mm -hmm. It's been a while, uh, frankly, that people have been doing a lot of formal receiving lines, at least in California. It may not be that same elsewhere. But I've always told brides and grooms, if you have to take a few pictures, you have no choice mm -hmm. because either the sunlight or because of scheduling and you had a preference not to see each other. So therefore right. you have to take some time afterwards. And now you've got 200 plus people mingling and having food and drink. Then how in the heck do you get a receiving line? Well, the truth of the matter is if you want it, you can still have it, but it means that somebody like a coordinator has to get the parents when they see the bride and groom coming after pictures, they mm -hmm. literally have to strong arm <laughs> the parents and bring them to the bride and groom. And wherever they land, that's where you have your receiving line. In this case, they're, when they're done with their recessional, mm -hmm. that... They're already receiving guests. They're, they're, they're standing there and getting ready. And, and then they're going to go take pictures. And I just said, well. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, I know. They're going to have 20 at best. They'll have only 20 minutes left. To, to take pictures. Yeah, to, to pictures. And depending on the time of day and time of year, time of day and because of the sun. In other words, uh, what time of year are they getting married? Yeah, September. It's, it's coming well, up. It, okay. Uh, yeah. September, you're, you're pretty good here until around 7, right. uh, 7.15, you know, for light, mm -hmm. depending on where you are on the coast, because sometimes it's a little faster uh, in certain areas, especially if there's hills and the sun goes behind, you know, right. I mean, it just depends. But I would tell them they're flirting with with uh, some challenges here well and and so how we're how i'm how, what i've talked to them about i said you know you, you have the option of um of 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 that you know of of the receiving line and also you have the option of going table to table to greet guests however with 220 people at you know th three minutes per table it's over an hour it's an hour That's and six right. minutes if, if you if you do it that way and again, you know, you're going to, that's not, that's not workable. The other alternative that I suggested was the possibility that um, I could announce that if you would like to congratulate the bride and groom, that they will be at their front table, head table. And due to the, due to the well, the, the announcement would be due to the, the sheer number of people that we have, the bride and groom will not get a chance to come around table to table to each of you. But if you would like to come to their uh, sweetheart table and, and congratulate mm -hmm. them, then um, you're welcome to do that during dinner. During, during dinner. 
Yeah, I mean, that can work as well. Um, and I've seen that actually. Mm -hmm. uh, years ago, they brides and grooms would visit each table and they would take a photo. Right. And but, but again, that takes a lot of time, especially if they have a large flower arrangement that might have to be moved because it would be in the way for photos. Hmm. So um, now here's one other way of doing it. And I'm not necessarily endorsing this, but it does work for some people. And that is the receiving line basically is just the bride and groom. Right. Parents are in the cocktail area. Sometimes it's just the maid of honor and best man with the bride and groom. But the parents are inside because they act as hosts and are receiving people. Mm -hmm. Once everybody is past the bride and groom. That, that has worked for some people. If the bride and groom are good about, you know, introducing themselves, because in depending on who is invited, there may be a lot of business uh, contacts sometimes, mm -hmm. uh, people that the bride and groom would not know. Uh -huh. There could be a third of the people that they might just not know ahead. That's why I'm saying doesn't always work. Uh, sometimes if, if it's a, maybe it's a business partner of one of the parents that their children just never met for whatever reason. Uh -huh. So they, it would necessitate them introducing themselves right. and who they are and then meeting them, you know, jointly together. So mm -hmm. I'm just saying there's some things to think about here. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. um, I, I had a mature bride of maybe 35, maybe even 37 who had agreed because it was important to her mother to have a receiving line during cocktails and that they were going to have some private time and that they would join the parents in the cocktail hour and then they people would obviously come over to them. Mm -hmm. Well, for whatever reason, the bride came to me and said, I don't want to do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. And, and I'm saying, okay. However, you know, your parents are kind of counting on this. And they did, you know, make that as a priority. And if I recall, you were okay with it at the time. Has something changed? And I, and I say it that way for a reason. Because maybe they're not feeling well. And they don't know how to say that. You know, yeah. I don't know what's going on. And sometimes you'll never find out. But I give them the opportunity. <laughs> Let's put it that way. You're so diplomatic. Yeah. <laughs> to share with me. What's changed? What's changed? <laughs> Maybe yeah. I had this horrible <laughs> argument with my mother, you know, and I don't want to look at her right now. I mean, that has happened. <laughs> that's you know? happened. That's so, happened. and and basically, she just said, "I'm not up to it. I just don't want to do it." And so, one of my 
going to do at that point? Twist your arm and say, you have to do this? No. You yeah. can't. No. You know, yeah. I said, but what I did say is, I think making an appearance at the cocktail hour would be lovely because if your mother's saying during the receiving line while you're not there, oh, she's going to be out in a few minutes, they might think something's wrong uh -huh. as to why not. And then your mom is going to have to explain. Right. And I said, I think that's more than you would want to happen. So right. maybe you want to come out in about 15 Good. more minutes. So basically, you try and get them to compromise. Good. It's really what's going on. I don't know if that's devious of me. Not really. I'm just, no. trying, <laughs> I'm just trying to get them, you know, to kind of back down gracefully so it's not hurting their ego. And the mother is not nervous, worrying, you know, what in the world is going on. So, right. But it's those kind of moments that honestly can set a tone for the whole evening that sometimes people don't think about. And frankly, I don't think it's a time for me to have a dissertation on the proper etiquette of the moment. Because then what you're doing is, t is sucking every, the energy away from the bride and groom, and they're not experiencing their wedding. Right. They're listening to a, a lecture or a justification, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, diplomacy, and, and but but you'll have to agree that uh, for the most part, um, people are weddings are people are at their best at a wedding, and they are generally they are yeah, and that they are happy for the couple, and that the couple is happy. Um, <laughs> it was this one one couple. This this guy was was so he was so careful and he was so well conservative, you know, about things, and it was really interesting. Um, uh, just his staid and slow method of of coming to a decision and and, and this type of thing, and okay, that's that's fine. It works for him, but um, on the day of the wedding, um, right after his ceremony, we, we just wrapped up the cocktail hour. This was at at Greystone. Um, I was wrapping up some wire, and, and they he was getting into position um, with the bride, with the coordinator to do a grand entrance and. And he, he just said, he says, I'm so happy. He, sa he says, I want to thank you from a distance. He says, I'm so happy I could hug you right now. And so I, I, so I said, well, I hug you from a distance. He says, I, I'll, I'll take that, you know. And so we hugged each other from a distance, you know. And That's so, sweet. Yeah, it was really sweet. It was really, really cute. Um, a great couple and great ideas, great music ideas. And yeah. Well, I don't know if this is an okay space to conclude but I realize it's almost 10 o'clock and I haven't done my dishes yet. <laughs> oh, life goes on. You know what? <laughs> oh, because I really don't like it when it sticks and I have to use <laughs> scour stuff. Oh, that's well, so funny. Very, very good. Very housekeeping. Good. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Yeah, I've got some housekeeping to do for sure. 
So good to talk with you finally yes, again. Yes, yes. <laughs> way too long. It's been way too long. Oh, we've got Absolutely. so much. That, we have so much to talk about. Catch up. I on know. There. I know. And 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 I don't even want to make that as a segue or open up another thing because <laughs> we'll be here for another thirty-five minutes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And you don't want my dirty dishes on your conscience. On my conscience. No. <laughs> absolutely. You have been listening to Wedding and Event Podcast with Toby Dodge and Eric Zimmerman. If you have a question, comment, or topic suggestion, please call Eric at 626-797-1795 or contact Eric by email, eric at elegantmusic.com. That's E-R-I-C at elegantmusic.com. Contact Toby by email, toby at prepared.com. That's T-O-B-E-Y at P-R-E-P-A-I-R-E-D dot com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and receive a new episode each week. Thank you for listening. <laughs>